This is a detail podcast. I've got the whole world in my hands. I've got the high rule field in my hands. I've got the high rule field in my hands. I've got the high rule in my hands. I've got the little bitty Zelda. In my hands, I've got the little bitty Ganon. In my hands, I've got the little bitty Tingle. In my hands, I've got the high rule in my hands. I've got the Link and the Triforce. In my hands, I've got Kiss and Epona. In my hands, I've got Link and the Triforce. In my hands, I've got the high rule in my hands. I've also got a beer in my hand, a crisp hoppy beer in my hand. I also got a beer in my hand. I've got the high rule in my hands. Hello and welcome to Drink In Geek OST. This is a show where we drink beer and listen to geeky soundtracks. This episode is featuring Island Cruiser from Dot and Line Brewing Company. I am Saf, player one, along with a special player two. Uh, welcome back, Keith. Oh, hey. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, uh, listeners will recognize your voice from the Odyssey, Mario Odyssey episode. Yes, I think that was the first time I was player two on this podcast. <laughs> um, so uh, Keith and I have a long history of Zelda fandom, so mm-hmm. I figured it was great to bring him in on this discussion. Um, the track you're listening to currently is from Oracle of the Seasons and Ages. It's the title screen from the Game Boy era. Um, it's your typical Zelda theme from like the early era. Mm-hmm. It's a little more funky, though. It's kind of yeah. got upbeat. It's got a little more to it because of its Game Boy roots. Kind of reminds me of the uh, the forest area with the little Koroks and yes. or at least with Ocarina of Time, everything's kind of upbeat there. And uh, We will get more into that later, but first we have our beer from Dot and Line. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Uh, picked this little puppy up from Dot and Line a while ago. I'm not 100% sure when this was <laughs> first purchased, uh, but this is a an IPA that comes in at 7.3% ABV. It is called Island Cruiser, a tropical IPA. It says, take a cruise with this easy-drinking IPA, bursting with bright tropical flavors and aromas of pear, stone fruit, and pineapple. Let your mind whisk you away to a place with warm ocean breezes and endless days. Ooh. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we've been hanging on to this for a few months. uh, When they first released it. Uh, I have the can around here somewhere. Let me find it. Because we knew it would be perfect for Zelda, because a lot of Mm -hmm. these Zelda handhelds and Zelda takes place on islands and either island hopping, jumping, or you're cruising around an island (laughs) in some way, shape, or form. So it's like perfect. Island hopping, a hoppy island beer. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Um, So it fits perfectly in this week's theme. The can we have in the far background, it's uh, two-toned. Like pink and kind of reminds me of like suntan lotion colors. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's the the tropical colors for sure. It's like a tropical uh, pink, red, 
a yeah you know like Blue a sea, sea foam sea green foam. yeah i think is what they call it um and then in that is like a silhouette cut out of a woman's head and i just realized that <laughs> that <laughs> freaks me out i never realized that before it's like those uh old things you would uh i yeah games you would look at and they you could face see each other. one thing yeah. yeah if you look at it this way you can see two vases and if you look at it the other way you see a woman's face or something it's supposed to tell you your personality traits <laughs> what you recognize first like yeah right uh, <laughs> so within the silhouette there's many layers to this can uh there's a beach with like waves in the background some islands mm-hmm. back there and then front and center is a bicycle carrying a uh, surfboard i think they so call I, that bike a cruiser to begin yeah. with yeah it's the style of bike so Riding the beach, got your board, riding the bike. It's pretty cool. Also fitting that we're recording this during the Olympics, not to date this recording, but no. surfing was just added to this year's Olympics. There you go. <laughs> this is from Dot and Line. Um, they are a like graphic printing company, so they have some pretty cool labels that they're finally yep. busting out. Out of Fort Wayne, if uh, yes. you are not aware. Um, on the side, it says the hops are mm-hmm. Azaka, Columbus Azaka. El Dorado and X Brew One, whatever that is. Experimental Brew One, maybe? I guess. The yeast is US 05, and the grains are pale, flaked oats, Munich, and white wheat. White wheat. So I think those are the typical grains you see, except for white wheat. I don't recognize that one. Yeah, I don't recognize that. Love the can, though. That's really cool. Yeah, very bright. Very like summery and beachy. Um, for the brew, it's like a goldy orange color. Mm-hmm. Let's try to open that sheet Almost up. like a Triforce. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the game. Yeah, they tend to hop around in there. Somewhere maybe in the Clyde's Ghost territory? Is that what you think? Well, my lights are a little bit darker, so I originally had it darker, but when I put it on a led background instead of these mm. warm i got a warm light not a bright light so um yeah i could see clyde's ghost when i hold it to the computer screen definitely not what you see i'm sure but yeah that's about right all right that's, that's number seven number seven For those keeping score at home um you say aromas of pear stone fruit and pineapple let's see let's see <laughs> whoops Almost spilled, man. <laughs> I'll smell it everywhere. <laughs> I'll smell in that room forever. Steel beer. <laughs> it's very tropical on the nose, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely fruity. I think I feel the uh, pineapple. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's definitely the strongest out of the smells. Yeah. I don't. Pears really don't smell. They don't have a huge much. odor. <laughs> they got a distinct taste, but not mm-hmm. so much odor. Stone fruit, so it's like maybe peachy or ne- nectarine or something. Yeah, a little bit. I think so. Well, let's taste it and see if uh, that comes through in our in our mouth holes. Definitely got some hop to it. I say hops the first thing I noticed. <laughs> they didn't leave those out. It's tropical up front. Yeah, it just got like a bitter back end. Definite. Yeah. The upfront flavor is pretty uh delightful, I would say. Yeah. And yeah. I like how it's tropical and it doesn't have coconut. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that that is nice. Other places say, "Hey, here's a tropical beer." And it's got 4,000 pounds of coconut in it. And it's like, Brewed with coconut water or something. (laughs) That's all you taste. (laughs) 
um, with if you uh, ignore the bitter backhand, I think this is a very good beer. Yeah, it's um, not not my style of the yeah. typical West Coast hoppy bitterness. Um, a little disclaimer, as we did say, uh, it is a tad bit old. We're not 100% sure how old, mm-hmm. but not like a year's worth. I mean, we're just no. talking several months, so it should be okay. But when I did crack mine open, I'm usually waiting for that fizz and pop and something. And this, I just opened it and it was like dead beer on the inside. There was like nothing. So I'm like, uh, I hope there either wasn't a leak in that can or what. <laughs> a leak in the can. It wasn't as fizzy as it should is it poured fresh? It's like completely flat on when you when I poured it, it was a very thin, light, white, foamy head. So it but didn't... on the mouth feel. Is there like no tech, like no carbonation in it? Uh, no, I'm not getting any. I don't get a ton either, so I think that's normal. There's a slight. If I hold it there, I can kind of feel the bubbles, but it's not extreme. Mm-hmm. So I think we're on the same page. Oh yeah. Speaking of pages, let's look at the untapped page. Unless you want to guess the IBUs now. We'll save that. We'll do that after we talk about this a little bit. Oh, yeah. So there are 136 check-ins only. They, and dot and lines are micro. Uh, what, what's smaller than micro? Nano? <laughs> nano, it's called yes. a, It calls itself nano. <laughs> okay. So I would imagine. I, I thought there was a term for it. It's, it's wait, what's, uh, it's a minish brew. <laughs> a minish, yes. A minish brew. <laughs> made by the minish if you stick in the uh zelda terms uh so there are 136 check-ins i mentioned uh average is 3.56 it's about a three and a half yeah That's about right three and a half seems like a fair score weighted average is 3.64 so that makes sense i think you and i both had a couple of friends check this in we do mine said two but i open it and i have three i so. think because allison didn't r- she uh, she doesn't like this style of beer, so she didn't give it a score. So maybe that's why. It uh, that's probably why it doesn't count point. in there. Didn't think about that. The other so. one is Dustin. He gave it a four. And who's the last one? Uh, Pale. Pale oh, checked this Pale. one in because uh, we had this. I I drag Pale with me sometimes to dot and line uh, to get him out of the house, and uh, he he had this one on draft when we were there, and he gave it a three point seven five. Slightly above average. And it makes sense Dustin gave it a four because he likes this style of beer. He likes oh, the yeah. West Coasty beers. So oh, yeah. as far as IPAs these. go, I can see why his is rated higher than um, good old Pale, which I don't think Pale's been on this show. So if if you want to know who Pale is, <laughs> <laughs> check out Drinkin' Geek Out, our sister or brother podcast. Mother podcast? Mother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, the mother The podcast. first one. This is a baby podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do a reference to the Earthbound game, but isn't that just called Mother? Yeah. Mother Brain. No, <laughs> Mother that's, Brain's the that's Metroid. Metroid. Ah, I got them all screwed up. <laughs> um, well, a lot so, yeah. of people did not like this beer scrolling through here real quick. Either you like it or scores, you don't. But I don't see many comments. A lot of very low scores. Very dry and grassy. Not my favorite from Justin C. He gave it a two and a half. I get the grassy. Yeah. I think I think that's just the the uh, hop flavor, though. The, yeah. The hops are kind of grassy. They are. That's how they're grown. <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot of comments. Just what people were doing at the time. Not a one and a half. Jeez, that's horrible. Here we go. Rodney says, Tropical Island Crusher, smooth, full-blown body, nice nose of tasty hops. 
be nice to cruise the Caribbean right about now. <laughs> I agree with you there, Rodney. He's at the Wolf Den. He must be at Dustin's. <laughs> <laughs> Not too bad. Thanks, Taylor. Here I got something. Jacob A. Disappointed in what I hyped it to be. Had this just been given to me with no expectations, love it. <laughs> That's kind of odd. Yeah. Unless somebody was hyping this up like zombie dust and be like, dude, you got to try this, the best IPA I've ever had. And then everyone's like, wow, <laughs> you come in with these high expectations and then, yeah. I but he says that. disappointed in what I hyped it to be. Right. <laughs> maybe <laughs> so, maybe it's supposed to be what I hoped it to be. <laughs> uh, it could be. Yeah, I'm not seeing much else. I don't know how far down you went. Uh, I just got to the one you read. I almost read it too from the Wolf Den. Uh, so we can go ahead yeah. and check our own in. Uh, while I decide on a score, do we want to try to guess what the hop or not the hops the IBUs might IBUs? I got that pulled up. It's definitely, it's bitter, yeah, but not like bitter, bitter. <clears throat> I was going to say upper 30s, low 40s. I was, was going to say somewhere around 40. Living. See if anything fits in this theme. I think uh, Crush 40. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good one. Crush 40 is the Sonic and the Hedgehog, Sonic and the Hedgehog, what an idiot. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog's composer's band. We've mentioned him on the Music of Sonic episode, so... Yeah. Uh, since we're on your music podcast, music I figured podcast. that one would be a good a good one we to don't, go with. We don't get to talk about that one enough. We don't get a lot of 40s. So, I said... Uh, I Well, I gave it a 3.75. I agreed with Pale. And I said, The bitter aftertaste is the only thing keeping this from a 4 territory. So, I, I, I really do enjoy the flavor of this beer, but then there's this, like lingering bitter uh hoppy uh aftertaste that just sticks around a, it it overstays its welcome i guess i want to say mm-hmm. and uh aside from that it's a really good beer and i just don't enjoy the 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 the, the aftertaste well you know saf i don't know about your listeners but um west coast style ipas are definitely not my jam uh as i put in my little update here not my favorite i like the tropical notes and the nose that you get on the up front and the up front with the but the sweetness i mean you get the flavor of it but mm. the sweetness really isn't there and the hops just really take over punch you in the mouth right away and then they Definitely. linger they don't leave i'm like no go away <laughs> but you can't get rid anymore. of that <laughs> exactly it'd be nice to have like a sweet finish on the that back mm-hmm. end but um yeah, as you said, the hops definitely linger a little bit too much. So with that, I gave this one a... I went with the average of everyone else and went three and a half. I mean, okay. it's not a bad beer. No. It's just a basic run-of-the-mill West Coast IPA. Now, if those tropical fruits had stuck with it a little bit more, helped to balance it out, we're talking four territory for me. Yeah. A, a little bit above average, perhaps, so... It'd be nice to have it like a little bit, it's kind of dry, it kind mm-hmm. of like dries out your mouth. It'd be nice to have like a little creamier and just, uh, I feel like it's that'd true. be more enjoyable to drink on a tropical beach rather than this that's going to kind of dry you out. Yeah, good point. It's like a champagne. <laughs> champagne. Champagne. <laughs> champagne. <laughs>
All right, this week we have roughly 80 songs from six different Zelda games, so uh, we shouldn't waste any more time talking about beers. <laughs> we gotta get to the freaking soundtracks. Uh, so we're covering Oracle of the Seasons slash Ages. I think they have the same. I, I only have, I have the music from the Ages. I think it's basically the same. Same developer, same composer. I think it's all the same yeah. music. Yep, so yep, I yep. just stuck with the one game. Uh, the composers are, uh, I'll get to that later. Uh, then I have <laughs> the Minish Cap and Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, and Triforce Heroes. I left out Link's Awakening because we will do a separate episode that compares the original music to the Switch remake. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that to see how they updated the music because that that game has a lot of music in it and it's kind of like essential to the game because you collect collect instruments and stuff. So yeah, um, am, am I invited back for that episode? Definitely. Yay! You're you're, you're going to be on all these episodes. <laughs> Don't you worry. You're our Link Geek. <laughs> a link between worlds? <laughs> or podcasts? Oh, sorry. Ah, oh, screwed it up. <laughs> a geek between worlds. Ooh, I like that. Uh, speaking of which, uh, we'll do a separate episode that covers that game, because we're going to talk about A Link to the Past later in the mm-hmm. year on Drinking Geek Out, and I figured since Link Between Worlds is kind of like a direct sequel to that game, we'll throw that in there and do... A separate episode for that, and I'll throw four swords in that because they're packaged together on the Game Boy. So I figured keep those three games together, keep them out of this, because that having all those games in this episode would have been like 200 songs. Oh yeah, that's overkill. (laughs) Uh, I did cut this down as best I could. I had over 90 at one point, so... if you want more of Keith and I talking about the music of Zelda, if you go to Light Episode 17 from Drink In, Geek Out, that was back in August of 2017, wow. we talked about the... <laughs> yeah, we've been doing this a while. We talked about the home console game music, I think, mostly. We didn't mm-hmm. divulge into the handhelds, so it's nice that we get to finally get to that, but... Uh, that only included Zelda 1 through Skyward Sword because Breath of the Wild had not been released yet. Um, so let me uh, get to our next track. We left off with the title screen music from Oracle of the Ages, and now we have the select file music. It kind of re- just repeats like this, but you get yeah. the idea. It's... It's, it's the basic Zelda intro before the, you get yeah. the... Yeah. It's a fun little nod to the original. Now we have the overworld music, oh, so... Typical overworld music. Yeah. It's slightly updated, but... So, um, on when we talked about the handheld games on Drink and Geek Out, they talked about the music. They mentioned how the music was, like, tinny and un interesting or something like that mm-hmm. <laughs> i remember we said something about it uh, i don't think it's that bad i mean considering it's a game boy yeah well, this is pretty good for a game boy uh there is another version of this when you transport to the past so oh that would make sense that way you it's know what world you're in basically the same 
but it sounds more like the original. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this sounds like the older games, yeah. You transport back, you're basically transporting back to Zelda 1 almost, it feels like. That's so cool. say is it a bad thing if uh you know i'm like out riding my bike and i start humming this song <laughs> it's like i'm exploring the neighborhood <laughs> i don't know it happens all the time uh, i was playing so much breath of the wild i i started seeing like patterns i'm like oh if i stack those i'll get one of those stupid <laughs> yes. kokoro seeds <laughs> korok seeds so wait no that doesn't work in reality uh, live and breathe zelda Next, we have Nehru's song. So, um, in this game, Nehru is... It froze. There we go. Nehru is, like, infected or uh, inhabited by the... Whoever the bad guy is. I can't remember. Uh, She's kind of like the Zelda, almost, of this game. But Zelda also appears later in the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of sounds royal-esque. Like you're kind of walking in. But still haunting at the same time. Yeah. Here we have the house music. Always it's upbeat. Not, it's not the typical house music that you'll recognize later in this episode. But it it's, still has like that same... It's not too far off from yeah. uh, Ocarina of Time. A little bit. Uh, y- you'll hear the exact replica of that song. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure that'll come later. But I, there's hints of it. You can mm-hmm. tell it's like you're in a house. Let me go to the fairy fountain, which I think isn't—it's the exact same in every game. It better be. That's the one song they don't change. Yes. Granted, it's on a Game Boy, but it's still—it's still fairy fountain. Oh, for sure. And then the next song is the only one I have specifically that appeared in Seasons and there's a reason you'll recognize it right away yes in Ocarina there is a windmill that you can enter and this exact same song plays yes oh my gosh I love it Moving on to this is the boss music, like a boss. Oh yeah. Why sounds am I hearing boss music? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you're about to fight a boss or something. Um, so I mentioned earlier that I skipped over the composer, so I want to shout them out real quick. Mm-hmm. While this music plays, it's Mana Manako Adachi and Kiyo Hiro Sada. Um, Sada, better known as Kiyohi Sada, was a Japanese composer, sound designer, and programmer. He attended the University of Osaka, uh, uh, Osaka University of Arts for music engineering. In '86, he joined Konami and worked on the audio for a great deal of their games. Then in '88, he worked for Natsumi, still keeping the job at Konami. 
A year later, in 89, he quit Konami and worked for Natsumi until 93. This is skipping on to the next track, which is Zelda Awakening, or Zelda's, no, Zelda Awakens. Hmm. Not quite Zelda's lullaby. Mm-mm. So it doesn't feel like a true Zelda song. It no, it doesn't. But it feels like you're kind of waking up and like, mm-hmm. what's going on? Uh, let me continue what I was saying. Throughout his career, he used a great deal of aliases. Sada's personal favorite work is Scat, S-C-A-T for the NES. Sada was also the founder of Pure Sound, a company which specializes in creating music and sound effects for video games. Really cool. I will say, if you want to check out Scat, that is on the Nintendo Switch online, oh, yeah. the NES. That's right. They just came out. I laugh because it's called Scat, and I'm like, what is this game? I never heard I of forgot. it before. Okay. So that's pretty cool. You can check it out and hear the music in that. We did talk about, like, we should just, since we all have Switch online, we could just do an episode on that because it's such a weird thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is the game over music, which is like a yep. slow you're down dead, version. But you're still of, upbeat. Of the Zelda, it almost seems, seems like you're falling asleep or like a lullaby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and finally, this would be the credits. Eventually, you'll hear it. Very epic sounding, like yeah. you've come to the end of your journey. Yeah, there, there it is. is. All right, Monaco Adachi, the other composer, um, and he's also a sound designer. She, uh, he, sound designer. She initially joined Pure Sound in 1994 and worked on various games. In October 2009, she left the company and joined Game Freak. Where she works on various Pokemon games, uh, Sense of Black and White, as well as Harmo Knight. I was just gonna say that. I'm like, Game Freak, they did Pokemon. So, it's nice that these guys and gals stick around and work on some uh, yeah. very iconic games. And these guys and gals need a lot of credit because as you said this is a Game Boy system and you only had so many bits to work with yeah and it's like amazing what they can do with that sound um, to sit here and compose and write this kind of stuff where you got seven or eight different notes that you can work with it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just amazing what they come up with and you just kind of take it for granted really yeah it's not like today where you can have a whole full Orchestras, orchestras, music, mm-hmm. any anything you want. You really had limited capabilities with like 16 megabytes or less than of yeah. space that you had to fit these one or two notes in. So I could listen I, to this all day. Yeah, I really think uh, this gets a bad rap for having poor music. For I mean, considering it's a Game Boy, the speaker's not that great, and the amount of storage isn't huge i think they did the best they could yeah i I I mean with especially these came out on game boy color so i mean it was more about the visuals here not so much Mm. the audio of course it was probably the same speaker as the original game boy they didn't really start improving that until 
the DS, I think, came out. I don't know how well Game Boy Advance will hear it here soon, but... I don't know. It's like you're knocking them for a technology that didn't quite exist at the time, so... This is like a little intro clip for The Minish Cap, which is our next game. It's only a few seconds long, so... <laughs> the amount of tracks I have on here is overstated. Ah, hmm. uh, Fairy Fountain. It's the file select screen in Fairy Fountain. A lot this of games is... had this for their file select screen, mm -hmm. now that I think about it. It's a, definitely a song you'll recognize. Oh, yeah. Um... And you'll see, we were talking about the Fairy Fountain a little bit earlier, and this is just like an advanced version of that song. Mm -hmm. do, 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 do. Do, 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 Next up, we have Hyrule Field. Ooh, classic Zelda. Yep, but it's a little bit more... It's got a little bit more to it because it's on a new system now. Yep. You get the background instruments in it. Yeah, it sounds pretty similar to the version from Super Nintendo, which yeah. I think they have like similar graphic capabilities mm -hmm. between the Game Boy Advance and the Super Nintendo. A lot of Game Boy, Super Nintendo games were ported onto the Game Boy Advance. Correct. Let's see what Hyrule Town sounds like. Very upbeat. Yeah. A little castle town or, well, Hyrule town. Similar to like the castle town of yeah. uh, Ocarina, which is where a lot of the music comes from, I think. It's like busy commerce. Like you're running through the streets and mm -hmm. there's vendors and all sorts of things. There's this like nice little pan flute on mm -hmm. the I think Hyrule Castle is similar, but just more like royal. Royal, yeah. Oh yeah. All rise, the king <laughs> has arrived. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little epic. You're walking through the the castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, while this plays, I will point out some of the information. Mati... Uh, wait, let me go up farther. Mitsuhiko. Yeah, Mitsuhiko Takano is the composer for this one. A sound composer and musician employed by Capcom, who has worked more so on secondary games in the company's library, starting with Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Titles where he had a main role include Gotcha Force, <laughs> The Legend of Zelda Minish Cap, Resident Evil Deadly Silence, and titles where he had a supporting role were Resident Evil Outbreak, Monster Hunter, and a Mega Man Star Force. So a lot of big franchises. Oh, yeah. Here's your house theme. Oh, my gosh. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Uh, that's like same exactly the same and this is only this game came out a few years after Ocarina because I think that came out in like late 90s 
And this mm-hmm. is like 2001. Yep. So it's a little homage, I'm sure, yeah. they're paying to that. And then, we don't need to listen to that too long, but... Here we have the Inside a Cave theme. Bowser's Castle. Wow. Well, I have a reference for this. From A Link to the Past. So get the melody in your head. Okay. Do, 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 do. This is the cave from A Link to the Past. Yeah. Took it right from that. That was kind of loud, so I'm going to skip it. Uh, Now we have the cloud tops, which is... Like Hyrule Field all over again. Yeah, but it it, it kind of switches up here. Ooh, it's lighter and airy. So towards the end of the game, or maybe towards the end of my playthrough of the game, I don't know. I think you can kind of take your own route, but yeah, you can travel up into the clouds, and there's a dungeon up there. This was one of my favorite songs from the game. <clears throat> uh, let me get back to what I was saying before. Takano is also known for his arrangement work, having translated the music for of the, N- the SNES Mega Man X series titles to Game Boy for Mega Man Extreme 2 and based on his credits for Hyper Street Fighter 2 appears to have been the one who arranged the iconic FM Towns 3DO arranged versions released back in 94 so wow Street Fighter 2 also this mm. dude's like on every franchise jeez the kind of was originally employed by Toast along with sound designer Shinji Amagashi in 91 the composer known for his for it the compo- oh a company known for its obscurity regarding staff credits. He worked on a few SNES titles before becoming affiliated with Winky Soft. Winky Soft. <laughs> Why Winky Soft? <laughs> where you can use where you compose music for. <laughs> <laughs> name is Winky Soft. Oh my god. He composed music for the 96 PlayStation title Shin Super Robot Tassin, and he joined Capcom sometime afterwards. Uh-oh. This is the Vati's theme. Vati is the main villain in this game and the two Four, four Swords games. This is kind of the precursor to Ganon, because I think in the timeline, this is before, it's after Demise, but before Ganon has been introduced. Definite evil theme. Yeah, oh, totally. And it also has like the same kind of beat as Ganon. With the uh, organ, Mm -hmm. the evil organ sounds. Um, and then, just to stay in boss territory, this is the boss theme. Very s- sort of similar, but it's it's definitely got like your energy of a boss fight. Oh yeah, you're moving back and forth, trying to survive. 
stress level through the roof. That was nifty. <laughs> uh, I think it started over. Yeah, it's repeated itself. Dark Hyrule Castle. So it's that's the Hyrule Castle we listened to earlier. Yep. But it's more dreary spooky. or yeah. Spooky and scary. <laughs> so it's like more uh down notes, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think a, a lot of places, like if you play it either in a major key or a minor key. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to the minor key, I'm pretty sure everything's like lower and like spookier. It's like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> a little bit more depressing and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of, it's just the same song just played in the minor key as where as regularly it's played in major. So let me move on because it's to what we already listened to. This is the Elemental Sanctuary, which is a pretty cool song, I think. Hmm. It's sanctuary, so it's light. You feel safe going in it. Heavenly angel choir. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like the little chanting or whatever. Very lullaby-esque, mm -hmm. calming. The elementary mental sanctuary is where you go to... Uh, it's kind of like the Temple of Time where you go to like place the pendants and eventually open the door to the next area. Mm -hmm. In Ocarina, it's kind of like that same concept. you got to collect all four elements and then that's when you enter Dark Hyrule. Yeah. Um, moving on... Here's the Zelda theme. Doesn't sound like it yet, but hold your little horses. Oh, there it is. We are back after some technical difficulties. We left off at Zelda. This is a track called Zelda. It may not sound like Zelda yet, but just you hold your horses and it will. I like the tambourine in the background. Yeah, the tambourine. That's a little texture to it. But now we're in the Zelda's lullaby territory. Do, 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 do got that style of a lullaby. Alright, uh, more Zelda later, but first we have Peace Returns, which I realized I spelled wrong. I didn't know if that was a character, <laughs> so I didn't say anything. <laughs> this is more Zelda's lullaby. Oh yeah. I guess Zelda's probably returning the piece. I know it's after you beat the bad guy, you, uh... Vati turns everybody to stone, and then you have to 
use your four swords to turn them back into human again. And Zelda's one of the first people to be turned to stone. Still coming through clear on your end. Oh, yeah. Next, we have Rescuing Zelda, which you would expect to be more of Zelda's lullaby. Yeah, you would think. Sounds like it's going to be, but it's not quite. Yeah, it's like it tries to, but it's like you've heard that enough. Oh, that's familiar. Maybe because we recorded this earlier. No. <laughs> oh, no, not that. <laughs> it really does sound like... It does sound like... Yeah. It sounds like something from Ocarina of Time. Uh-huh. That's what I was just sure. going to say. There's the... Yeah. Okay, here, here's the... Here's the thing. Now we got the game over screen. If you're bad at the game, you'll see this a lot. It's always kind of like, um, I feel like you'd play this in like a mobile above a baby's Yeah, crib. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely has that lullaby sense to it. I didn't want to say lullaby because we talked about Zelda's lullaby so much. Right. So I was trying to get around using that word. But that's exactly it. Put you to sleep, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we have the credits. Epic. Yeah, it's 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 like the adventure music. Hyrule Field. <laughs> yep, we're back there again. We're riding Epona through the opening curve. But this is the closing parts. Yeah. I just love the feels these sounds give. Mm-hmm. It just takes you back in time. It's, it's so... It's nostalgic because we were playing these games when we were like 6th, 7th grade. Yep. Alright. It's repeating, so let's go on a phantom. It seems loud. Is it loud on your side? It's a little loud, but... That's good. All right, here we have the title theme, a.k.a. Set Sail for Adventure. For Phantom Hourglass. For Phantom Hourglass, yes. This this is also Wind Waker. (laughs) Yeah. So in the title, we have a ship sailing behind the Phantom Hourglass logo, so it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe this is the game that's the direct sequel to yes. Wind Waker. It picks up right where that game left off. A lot of the same themes, same characters reappear from that game, so it makes sense to bring back some of the music as well. It's fun. I like it. Yeah, very, very good. Here we have the pirate ship. Oh. Oh. 
it's kind of almost got a Goron feel. Where it it's does. Like, kind of, kind of like I'm the fat guy going. Yeah. Some big guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's on the ship. Those big old pirates, scary pirates type feel. It's sad that there's a fat guy theme that's out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's always it's that. like a trombone. Yeah. Or a tuba. The mm. tuba sound. Tuba is what I meant. Uh, that's funny in the dark dungeon you'll remember this from earlier in the episode in the same dungeon (laughs) the cave theme the dungeon theme kind of keeps popping its little head up that's true I mean I can't knock that because you look at Mario the underground themes all the same so this is Zelda's do 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 It's also kind of what we love about this game is that oh I remember this exactly and this is a newer version of that. This is Linebeck's theme. Linebeck is the captain of your little boat, so he 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 sticks around throughout the game and he comes back in the next game as well. Or one of his descendants comes back, mm-hmm. but. Uh, so he's the go-to guy to when you want to go sailing, you go talk to him, and he he uh, kind of sets you on your course. And if you need any information, he, he's kind of the guy to go to. Yeah, kind of got good. that captain style yeah. theme, like go to somebody for help, kind of a leader type thing. Yeah, he's got his own little theme here. It's cool. Here we have magic in the air. Mm, debatable. Which is <laughs> sounds familiar. It's, it's a familiar tune. I'm glad you mentioned that. Do you know what it sounds like? Oh, there's the ooze. Mm-hmm. Something about pulling the master sword out in <laughs> Ocarina of Time, and I'm floating, talking to a giant bearded man that was an owl. Raru. This is <laughs> the Chamber of Sages from OOT. That's it. That's where you talk to Raru. Yep. Whatever his name is. <laughs> Raru. <Ruh-ruh. Ruh-ruh. laughs> exactly the same. They just reused it for a different area. Yeah. Which is cool. I love that. Now we've got the island life. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very upbeat, like you're cruising around an island. Yeah. Drinking some island cruiser. <laughs> Reminds me of a beer we had earlier today. I know. That was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> sure was. <laughs> I really wish this was playing while we drank that beer, but... Yeah. Next we have the Great Sea. I think this sounds familiar as well. So whenever you set sail in this game, you'll hear this music playing in the yep. background. Same as Wind Waker. Yep. Love it. It's your, it's your like ocean music. It's very epic, and it also has like a watery like 
sailing vibe. I don't know if that's just because of Wind Waker that it makes me think of sailing, or if it's like yeah, there's something about it. It's like that when that wind gust comes yeah. behind you and you set sail and you're just holding on to that boat. Mm-hmm. It's just a very epic, upbeat style Like of music. you have the whole world ahead of you. Exactly. The adventure has begun. Set sail. <laughs> now we have The Virtue of a Hero. Sounds like the hero's theme. Dun. Uh-huh. <laughs> kind of reminds me of uh, Mario Kart SNES when you're getting your oh, trophy. Oh, you're right. You're popping oh my the champagne. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it sounded like something. Uh, that's definitely it. Yeah. That march to Damn, it. You're on the pedestal and... Mm-hmm. Just one number one. That's cool. If I would have thought of it ahead of time, I would have put that track in next. But instead, we have another fairy fountain. Don't need to listen to it too long because we've heard it before and yep. we will hear it again. But this is a fairy fountain. And next, we have Keith's favorite character in the. <laughs> Zelda series. Oh, Beetle. His voice, he just cracks me up. Like, especially in the Wind Waker. He's like, cool! Yeah, he's always so excited to see. He's him. so happy. It's like, I love this guy. And he never wears a shirt, so it cracks me up. I mean, he's sailing around the ocean. What do you gotta exactly. wear a shirt for? Uh, but yeah, this character shows up a lot in these games, and he gets his own little song, so that's cool. Do, 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 do. Now we're moving on to Gorons, which you probably could have guessed before I even said it. Yeah, because uh, this song has uh, appeared before. In Donkey monkey Kong. voices. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's what they were going for in the original. I switched tracks and you didn't even realize. What? This is the Ocarina version. Oh, this one's got dogs in it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, did you hear this barking? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> they were going with the beat for a while. Uh-oh. This is scary. This is versus Bellum. Bellum is the villain of this this title. It's like my Sheikah slate was uploading there. Here's the battle. Yep. So we had her, or him, I don't remember. This thing was introduced. And then, now we're actually into the fight. It kind of goes like that. You get the point. Yeah. Now we got a battle across the world. Or... The Hyrule Field theme. <laughs> Hyrule... A, a, a trek across Hyrule Field. Yeah. <laughs> or playing a level in Smash uh, Brothers. Yeah. Very good. Uh, this is uh, 
great version of the song. Yeah, love this one. Yeah, it's repeating. Yeah, I'm, I'm skipping. Here's the game over. A little stinger. Not much to it. Just a little dramatic sting. Once you die. Here we have the credits. Um, Definite theme with these credits. All the same. <laughs> Before we close this out, would you like to read this paragraph? Uh, sure. Uh, Kenta Nagata, uh, you guys apparently have talked about before. Uh, but as a reminder, he has usually worked on the Mario Kart and New Super Mario Brothers franchises, as well as other titles, such as The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker, which Whoa, wow. is no surprise based upon everything <laughs> that we've heard. Um, he's taken on the position of sound director since around the Wii era. Good for him. Yeah, Worked we gave it a lot up. more, got uh, more into his background during the uh, Mario Kart episode we did during season one of this show, so... Uh, Go back and listen to that if you want to know more about Kenta Nagata, but it's cool that he's dipped his little toesy woesies into the Zelda franchise as well. Mm-hmm. Alright, here we have the opening theme for uh, Spirit Tracks, the follow-up of Phantom Hourglass, also on the DS. And judging by the title, this is the one with the choo-choo train. <laughs> yep. So the choo-choo's in this. You get the uh, choo-choo sound in it. Got a little chugga-chugga and some hoo-hoos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the music in the game is composed by Tora Minagishi, Manaka Tanaga, Tamanaga, and Asuka Ota. Minagishi wrote the main overworld music and shared the work on field and character and event themes with Tamanaga. Series sound composer Koji Kondo makes hey, his triumphant return for the ending theme, while Ota did most of the multiplayer mode music, which is not covered here because I did not play the multiplayer mode. Because I'm only one guy. <laughs> Can't play with myself. What? <laughs> we'll hear about that in Soft Willy territory. <laughs> This is the file select slash fairy fountain music. Uh, and we've talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to the intro. The intro to Gerudo Valley. <laughs> and I'm so glad you pointed out the Gerudo. But it also has like a the train cha 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 trying yeah, to go. Starting up there. I think it's that, that harp chord progression. That harp is definitely Gerudo. Mm. At least that's how it starts before it gets into the chicka chicka chicka. The whole Yeah. Um, so what we're alluding to is this next song. Yeah. 
and that could be a train if it was in the other game. I kind of imagine this like a Wild West train ride. It Well, yeah. Because of the desert vibes and all that. Definitely. Wrong game. This is from Ocarina. We got to get back. We got to do it. Back to Spirit Tracks here. We yep. have Castletown. Castletown. Um, like, do you ride the train through Castletown, or is this where you're on foot? You, you, um, kind of park at all of the different train areas stations. and get out of yeah they all have like their own train stations okay. and then you can get out and explore and then you get back in your train and go to the next area so instead of having like an overworld where you can just run wherever you want you just take trains to every okay. little town and Makes village sense. good old town square music I like it yep um, let's check out the Hyrule Castle <laughs> Here we go. Uh, there's the fanfare. I'm gonna hand this big old paragraph off to you. All right. Is it the second one or third one? It's the biggest one. Oop. Nagishi kept pursuing his dream of becoming a video game sound designer and applied at Nintendo. After he'd passed a composition examination and a written music test, he obtained a job at the Sound Group of the Entertainment Analysis and Development, EAD, division. Minigishi often listens to music at home to make himself familiar with a variety of musical styles. He prefers to create melodies in his head, but composes on the keyboard and on the guitar as well. The startup sound for the GameCube game console is one of the music musical pieces he had conceived without instruments. That's talent. I love that GameCube. Yeah, that's crazy. He considers exactly just to sit there. Oh, let me think of that in my head. He considers video game composer Koji Kondo, the manager of the EAD Sound Group, as big inspiration and a master of video game sound. Agreed. We all do. <laughs> Midgishi's first involvement in the Legend of Zelda series was with the composition of the three battle themes for Majora's Mask. Later, he was assigned as the main ca- main composer for the Twilight Princess. Several of his compositions for Twilight Princess were arranged for orchestra by Joan Vol- Volton. Faltonen and performed at the concert Symphonic Legends in September 2010. In addition to musical work, he serves as the voice actor of Petey Piranha in <laughs> various appearances. I didn't think he uh, talked, he just growled, but that's pretty cool. I guess somebody has to make those growls. Yeah. Uh, this is the uh, Princess Zelda theme. If you were curious, you probably have figured that out by now if you've been listening to this episode so far or listen to any zelda game you know (laughs) what that sound is this is zelda wandering is it wandering or wandering probably wandering (laughs) because she's going out wonders thinking wonders physical One's mental. One's I mean, physical. I guess you can wander while you wander, or that wonder is true. while you wander. <laughs> when people are wondering, they're out wandering around. <laughs> but she's still got her little theme there, and it's also kind of got like a more exploration knee, yeah, upbeat vibe. 
Or maybe it's it zooms in on her and she's thinking. <laughs> it could I'm be. Wondering. It's <laughs> a good one. All right, here we go. We've got um, the uh, consular. What's his name? Chancellor I'm, Cole. I, yes, I, I'm. I'm off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was on the next game for somehow. <laughs> Chancellor Cole. He's kind of like a little evil little dude. We don't know he's evil yet, but based on the music, you can kind of tell once you meet him. He's just like one of Zelda's employees or something. I yeah. Don't know. I mean, the music, it kind of sounds like a, a little trickster. Like, there's something mm-hmm. off about this guy. Don't trust this guy. Yeah. Based- <laughs> Slightly sinister, yet kind of inquisitive. One of the comments on the YouTube track says, Pro tip. Background checks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that funny. funny. All right, let's go on in the fields. So here you're just hanging out in the fields, I guess. It's more of a like a exploratory adventure type song. I say, are you on the train at this point? This sounds like an on foot. I don't like you're think, out walking around. Yeah. You're not on the train yet. It's, it doesn't have the chugga chugga sound. <laughs> <laughs> this um, game also has a um, spirit flute. Is one of the items that Link uses to unlock different things and stuff. So I think that also plays in a lot of these songs. Have like a flutey vibe. Not just and it also fits with like the train whistle. Sure, sure. Here we got the inside of cave. To remember cave music. <laughs> We're in the underground. Now here, I think overworld adventure is when we we're actually doing some choo chooing. Oh yeah, this sounds like a train. Let's get that chugga 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 mm. That beat. And the, the other kind of do 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 do. That's like the theme of this game. Yeah, right. It, it's appeared before and we'll hear it again in other songs. I like that it has like a through line that kind of like ties all the music together. Oh, yeah. It's always nice when these games have like a like a fun overworld theme because you're going to hear it a lot every time you get on this train. You're basically hearing the song, and it it's nice to have a song that you're not going to get sick of after yeah your second time on the train. It's true. So you don't want to hear it too often. It, it signifies something, and I know in all these games that's what music does. It signifies a boss battle. It signifies we're back on the adventure. We're back on the track. We're back on this. This one's the overworld, uh, cursed overworld theme, so it's a little bit darker. It'll tap into the same theme, but it does sound cursed. It's a little quirky, like something's off. Mm hmm. Still got the do, 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 do,
it's darker. Mm-hmm. Speaking of darker, next track is Fighting Dark Link. Mm-hmm. Sounds kind of a battle-y. Kind of sounds like Link, but mm-hmm. again, something's off. It's, a, like you said, a little darker. I did not get this far in the game, so I can't tell you anything more about it, but... Huh. Uh, I hope to get there one day. Now we've got the demon train, so every once in a while there'll be a evil train on your track that you that'll be approaching you or chasing you, and you have to switch tracks or try to fight them. Yeah, it sounds like a a chase theme. Mm-hmm. They're creeping closer. I like this little part of the song. Kind of mysterious almost. Oh yeah. Reminds me a little bit of the Mario 64 level where you are with that big pyramid. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Dry Dry Desert. It's one of those. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. Oh, inside the pyramid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But only that little snippet of the song, not right, the whole right, song. Right, 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 right. Um, before the final battle, here we've got like sort of a traditional Zelda E. The long intro. Mm-hmm. And then here's the overworld theme again. Yeah, it goes right into that. That's a nice little blend of the two. I like that. Mm-hmm. It really ties all of the music together. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this is the unenterable body, which still has the Zelda lullaby in it but it's a lot more dramatic and uh, more intense because she can't get back into her body for whatever reason. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like she's trying to re-enter, but obviously can't. Hence the title. I like that they're able to do more with the song that we've listened to like six times on this episode already. Sorry, started looping again. Yeah, so many so different times. Link in Zelda's duet. So she got back into her body, and now Link and Zelda are having their moment, I think. Yeah, it's a nice little moment. It's only a, like a minute long, but. It's kind of nice reuniting. Also has like a Japanese feel to it. 
Here we are moving on to the final battle, the Maladus. Yeah, it does. Is the uh, name of the bad guy? Here, now we're getting into the, into the fight. <laughs> Here we go. Bring it on, Maladus. Let's go. And then here's the overall theme again. Maladis looks like um, Ganon when he turns into his beast form and has the horns and um, even has like the orange hair. <laughs> he has a Wario looking orange mustache. <laughs> oh wow. I had to look him up because I didn't get there yet, but interesting. Oh wow, he does. Very Ganon-esque. <laughs> if Ganon and Wario now we're, made it. we've got saying <laughs> goodbye. Did we read all this? Here, I think we're on this other paragraph. The Manaka Katayoka, main name Manaka Tamanega, is a composer who works for Nintendo. Mainly worked on. Animal Crossing and Legend of Zelda franchises, with her most notable works being featured on Animal Crossing New Leaf and Breath of the Wild. So uh, maybe we'll hear more from her in a future OST episode. Ooh. And I'm guessing Keith will be there too. (laughs) So since this game takes place... After Wind Waker, which is after Ocarina, which is after a lot of things. So this is Gan. I'm guessing this is supposed to be like a new form of Ganon, this villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Malice has infected the someone else. So, yeah, and taken the form of a Ganon-esque character. <laughs> Credit. Fix them teeth. I think that was saying goodbye. I, I skipped his saying goodbye while we were talking still about Maladus. <laughs> I snuck it in there. No. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, you did. I'm gonna say goodbye. I believe. Say goodbye. All right. So the ending. Uh, you want to tell us about this other person that did the? And uh, this was done by Koji. Multiplayer Kondo, music that we didn't listen to. Sure. Asuka Hayazaki, maiden name Asuka Ota, is a composer employed at Nintendo since April 2003. Initially at Nintendo EAD, she has composed for a variety of games, including several titles in the Mario and Legend of Zelda franchises. It seems like Mario and Zelda franchise, if you work for Nintendo, you're working on one of those two (laughs) titles. Yeah, I was going to say, if you've been around forever, I mean, those were the first two big boys they farm out a lot of the kirby and uh donkey kong games like rare does all the donkey kong basically and yeah. um whoever does smash brothers hal i think they do all the mm-hmm. kirby games metroid they only do about one of those every 10 years so you're not gonna really get a chance yeah. to work on those 
that's true. And what's uh, interesting, I don't think we mentioned on the episode we did prior where we talked about these games originally, that uh, this was given, most of these were done by Capcom. A lot of them were Capcom and Konami. uh, Because Capcom did like the Four Swords and the Minish Cap series. And uh, so they got to like work on some of these. Right, so they had rights to Nintendo's exclusive thing, but to come up with their own story, yeah. probably their own music, I would imagine, was all part of it. So they had more creative licenses, so Nintendo would have to approve or disprove. But This is the uh, main theme for Triforce Heroes, which is our last game of the episode. Love this. Yeah. Medieval. Yeah, it's a really different style than we've heard. It, and it makes more sense with the cap castles and dragons. and Right, that's how it, it should originated. feel like this more. But this is the first time I feel like we got into the medieval style of music. Alright. This game has... The the game has much more music, much better music than the game deserves, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, This is the stage selection music. Even this is, like, way epic. Yeah. I'd expect, like, a fairy fountain. (laughs) I know. Uh, But we have Ryo Nagamatsu... As the composer, he joined in April of twenty or twenty oh six, and worked on a variety of games, mostly Mario and Zelda. Usually, in the more orchestral soundtracks, which this definitely is. Yeah, I would definitely say that. Here we have the Hytopia theme, which Hytopia takes place of Hyrule in this game. This is the town all everything takes place into and then you enter the castle and then you can select your stage but you're not like exploring or anything you kind of just right you just pick your stage and then you can either play by yourself or with your friends wildly italian <laughs> exactly When you're here, you're family. <laughs> Thanks, Dom. <laughs> Moving on to my favorite track of the game. This is Madame's Quartours. <laughs> it's so it's so weird. I don't know what this is. <laughs> The old cartoon, it was like a 1920s <laughs> yeah. or something skeleton type vibe. I don't know who Ma- Madame Couture is. I don't know where this plays in in the game, but I enjoy it. Zelda's first intake into the <laughs> <House> culture. <laughs> That's what I imagine, like someone with a big boosty Exactly. It'd be like, she's just bouncing up and down as you talk to oh, her. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> when you walk in the door... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's go. Here we're in the woodlands. Woodlands is one of the many, many t- 
territories where you can select to for your next level or whatever. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. upbeat. It's got that typical forest vibe that Zelda games have. But still, that medieval fiddle. I know, the fiddle is it. nuts. Get the flutes in. But that percussion's on fire. <laughs> Awesome drums. Alright, this is the battle theme, so I guess you're uh, about to fight a boss or something. Yeah, it sounds like boss battle. It's weird, because there's also a track on here called Boss, so I'm not sure what <laughs> what's the difference between a battle and a Maybe boss. Maybe it's... Like a mini, mini, boss, mini boss? Yeah, maybe. This is pretty dramatic, though. It is. It's kind of like a castle theme, like Ganon but, fight battle, almost. I think, so, what I remember, take the Woodlands, for example. There are four levels in Woodlands, and then each level has, like, four stages. And then at the end of every stage, there's a battle. But the end of the four levels, there would be a boss, I'm guessing? Yeah, sounds about right. If I remember from that game, reading it, (laughs) I never played it. Then Treasure Room, after every level, there's a kind of like a reward area. Obviously, you do an Irish <laughs> jig on all of the gold coins celebration. found from the leprechaun. <laughs> Still, I mean, medieval Irish jig. Okay, yeah, this one's got more Irish yeah, vibe. Totally. To Drinking song. <laughs> it's like somebody took me wee gold coin. Oh, that's my wee podcast. you gold coin. <laughs> <laughs> That's the follow-up. <laughs> uh, here we have the. <laughs> I switched over to the Riverside song. Ooh, it's got the. Boom, 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 yeah, the bubble water vibes kind of get from Donkey yes, Kong. the country. The David Wise theme from Donkey Kong Country. That from the underwater levels, isn't that? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, like every underwater level. Has some type of that bubble yeah, vibe. Yeah, there's at least in Nintendo. There wise. is definitely a through line between. I mean, it. I don't know what the texture or tone is that. It's mm-hmm. like a more muted or something that just puts you in the mind that you're underwater or in water. Because sound, yeah, sounds muffled when you're mm-hmm. under the water, so it kind of sounds like that. Reminds me of Mario 64. Yes. Like the, the bay. That one's a little... Dire, dire docks. Or, yeah. Dire, dire docks. Thank you. Um, all right. Let's go to King Tuft. <laughs> Here. He is the king of Hytopia, I think. And he's got his own little theme song. and I mean, it's got the epic horns. Oh, yeah. All rise. For Honorable King Tuft. He's got a tuft of hair. Oops, I burped. 
<laughs> Is he a big guy? Aren't King all Tut. kings? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he's probably got a huge yep. gut and long white beard. <laughs> Your typical king. All right, it started over. Trouble skipping. Here we got the boss theme. That sounds like uh, like a basketball game, like you're yeah, like, <laughs> introducing the team. <laughs> Starting <by four. laughs> And then, I mean, that's what I would want if I was <laughs> running out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then we got the actual fighting music. Oh, here we go, yeah. On your toes. This is where you... Went from sitting back in your chair to every boss battle, yes. leaning forward with the controller, going, "Oh crap! How do I beat this one? <laughs> what item do I need?" This this part this part reminds me of Smash Brothers. Yeah, it does. Have you guys done the music of Smash Brothers? Yet? No, because oh, it's, it's the music, music from, from every other. Game. So. We've talked about Smash Brothers, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the curse is lifted. I have not got that far in the game where I'm lifting curses. <laughs> I like this little chanting type. Yeah, it was like a build up there. You heard the crescendo with the symbols and then the the chanting. Da, da, da. Kind of angelic yes. type thing. Angelic. Like the curse Good is word. lifted. Cue those violins mm-hmm. again. It's very angelic. Honoring the... The little light sounding <laughs> like little fairies. Honoring the goddess Hylia. Yep. Ooh. That took a shift. <laughs> Back to those Irish. Let me tell you flutes. the legend of old. <laughs> yeah. There once was a wee leprechaun that skipped across the field. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, this is really good. I, I definitely recommend checking this track out. But we've got to move yeah, it's on. It's like it's going to everything. That's cool. Now we've got the closing credits. Which ties everything together. So while this plays, I'm going to tell you about us. About give you some plugs. If you would like to follow us on social media, we have an Instagram, we have a Twitter, I think we have a Facebook. They're all at Drink In Geek Out. Um, we uh, post pictures all the time of what we're drinking. We give you a little fun updates on all of uh, the podcast beers on there uh, especially Instagram our website is drinkingeekout.com this covers Drink In Geek Out and the current podcast Drink In Geek OST uh, all of that is under the Drink In Geek Out umbrella I guess I want to say uh, it's all the same thing but one covers music and one covers all the other geeky stuff uh, so on the website we have the blog. You can get the Geek SRM. Here's Madame Couture again. Mm. Uh, you can check out our Geek IBUs. 
You can subscribe to the podcast. There's links on there. Um, you can uh, rate, review, and subscribe to Drink and Geek OST and Drink and Geek Out on uh, whatever podcast app you listen to. If you want to hear more Wherever. of Keith, he's mostly on Drink and Geek Out, but eventually he'll have another podcast, hopefully. <laughs> he did. Will you hear too much of Keith? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like the Keith show. Uh, we have merch on our Threadless shop at drinkingeekout.com slash or drinkingeekout.threadless.com We have a tea public as well. Uh, there are links to that on the website and on Instagram. It's a weird long link. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> and we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash drinkingeekout uh, we have bonus episodes on there. We have uh, different little goodies you can win and or whatnot. Uh, and it's just a good way to support the show. Or just buy a shirt. We'll get a little kickback if you buy a shirt. And we have a sure. million designs. I, I add a new one oh, every so week, many. I feel like. So many. Especially, I love the ones we have on. But you can only get those on. Threadless. Threadless. Yeah, I have... I. It, I've been adding tons of Zelda-themed beer, beer beer-themed Zelda shirts, (laughs) whatever, uh, tying the two together. You're very creative with that, so if anything, support our own artist, Seth. (laughs) I do get all that money, but I usually buy beer with it. (laughs) Yes. Um, But that's it. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, thanks for having yeah. me. I'm so excited Keith, to be here. Thanks so. for uh, coming on. Uh, we will hear more of your voice later this season as we talk about more Zelda bullshit. Yeah. And I, well, you'll probably be on some Bond episodes. I think those are going to cross over as well. Ooh, yeah. That'd be um, fun. So I guess that'll do it for this episode. Until next time, link up, link and up, geek out, and geek out.